Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today to Off the Bench. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. Today is Tuesday, June 22nd, and I'm so glad you guys are here. I have so many things to talk to you about today. We're going to talk about some bad news, but in the midst of it, you guys, there's very good news. God can be trusted. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. You have probably heard by now that I am running for the United States House of Representatives to represent District 3 in Washington State. And I wanted to let you know that there are a couple ways that you can help us. First of all, follow me on all of my campaign social media platforms. You can find Heidi St. John for Congress at Facebook. You can also find me on Instagram. And of course, sign up to get on the mailing list at Heidi St. John for Congress. We are up against a very big second quarter fundraising deadline right now, and we need need you to donate to the campaign. Every little bit helps. And so you guys have heard me say before, it takes a lot of money to run a campaign like this. And there's some very important things coming up. If you go to the website, HeidiStJohnForCongress.com, you can find out exactly how to donate. And I would so appreciate that. Also, you can volunteer. And we need volunteers from all over the country. We need prayer volunteers. And you can sign up to be on our prayer team at HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. You can complete the volunteer form there, and you can join my fight for the soul of America. Again, you guys, that website is HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. This ad is paid for by friends of Heidi St. John. So thanks for tuning in today. So many things that I want to talk to you guys about. First of all, many of you by now have heard that I had a wonderful meeting with President Trump last Wednesday. I'm going to be talking about that today at America's Town Hall. So if you want to hear the whole story, I'm going to give you little snippets here today, but I'm, I really wanted to take some time and go in depth. I don't have time to do that at this podcast, but I will be doing it at America's Town Hall. So if you want to hear about that meeting with President Trump, make sure that you are subscribed to America's Town Hall with Heidi St. John, and I will link back to that in the show notes today. I just got back from our amazing event in Iowa. We spent two days in Des Moines and I was teaching there pretty much from sunup, it felt like, to sundown. We did a whole hour session of Q&A with several hundred people there. It was a wonderful, wonderful event. Thanks to everybody who came out. And it was so great to see that the Iowans are not bowing to the crazy mask insanity. And actually, I'm seeing that more and more now as we're traveling the country. And not true in uh, Washington, D.C. You guys know I was just there. Crazy Nancy Pelosi continues to have the state capitol, the people's house, locked down. Uh, The people can't actually get into their house right now. So you guys know the visitor center for the House of Representatives and these wonderful, spectacular places that are full of our history and give us an opportunity to walk the halls of Congress to appreciate what is happening there have really been stolen from the people. That continues to be the case. And it's a lot for us just to continue to pray about. And more and more as I get into this, and you guys can probably hear the weariness in my voice right now. Uh, This is what happens when I speak weekend after weekend after weekend. And then I get basically one down day on Sunday and then Monday I'm right back in the studio again, recording podcasts. But I want to just encourage you guys that God is at work and he is absolutely at work in the people of Iowa. Uh, My husband and I were 
blown away by the number of Iowans who came to us to say, Heidi, thank you. I am getting off the bench. And one of them said, we're calling it the Heidi effect, which I thought was really sweet. It's really, it's the Holy Spirit and the Lord, I hope and pray is using me. But so many people getting off the bench, they're running for school board, for library board, for city council, a couple of them running for uh, different positions within their towns, including mayor. And I love that. And I heard recently, and you guys are sending me your off the bench stories. Keep doing it. Let me know what you're doing. You can submit those uh, to me at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. That is how you tell me how you're getting off the bench. And then the staff puts that in my show notes. And today's off the bench story comes from Stephanie, coincidentally, in Iowa. She wrote it and said, hi, Heidi. I just want to let you know that I got off the bench and joined a parents group set on unmasking our kids. We have banded together and got 30,000 signatures on a petition. We made countless calls to our state representatives, school boards, and administrative staff at our school district. We also spent time on our knees praying. At 2.30 a.m. this morning, our state governor passed a law saying that schools and communities can no longer require children to wear masks at school or mandate that masks be worn in businesses in our communities. Everyone is finally free to make their own choice. Wow. (laughs) There's a concept. Their own choice about whether or not we will have to wear a mask. In this bill that was passed last night, there is also a clause stating that all of our classrooms must display our United States flag and say the Pledge of Allegiance every morning in the public schools. This was a huge victory. Praise the Lord. Stephanie, I am so thankful that you wrote in to tell me, you know, what? and, and Stephanie's right in saying what they did that really ultimately gave them the victory was they spent time on their knees in prayer. You guys, that is where it's at. That's where it's at. This is the Lord speaking to his people in midst of a Babylonian captivity. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins. And heal their land. He's saying, if you'll humble yourselves and pray, if you'll if you'll confess that you've walked away from me, it's God saying, come back to me. And I don't know if you guys can feel it, but there is a spirit that has been unleashed on the world right now. And it is everywhere. And the answer is God's people being who God called them to be. It's getting off the bench, getting onto the battlefield. It's coming in prayer before the Lord and saying, Lord, we can't do this without you which is what we should have been doing for the last several generations, but we haven't been. And at the end of her off the bench story, she says, this was a huge victory. Praise the Lord. Notice she didn't say praise to the parents who did the thing. She said, praise the Lord who gave us favor and the Lord ultimately the one who gives victory. This is encouraging, and I hope that you guys are encouraged. Uh, My friend Steve Lambert was reading me an article this morning about some parents in Florida who decided to send some masks into a lab that their children had been wearing, I think for four or five hours uh, at school. They send the masks to the lab, and the lab wrote back and gave them, so I think it was five masks for children, one mask for an adult. These were clean masks. They'd only been worn once to school as as was instructed by the school district. Garbage, by the way. Anyway, instructed by the school district to wear these masks. Well, the results came back. And you guys, it was crazy. Not only did they not find viruses on the masks, because guess what? The mask doesn't work against a virus. Those masks were literally caked 
and I'll, I'm going to find the article and link back to it in the show notes today so you guys can use this for proof. These masks were literally caked. They were covered in very dangerous bacteria. Everything from meningitis to staph infections, the bacteria had stuck to the masks and the mask provides this sort of damp environment where our children and adults are breathing this stuff in and out all day long. I talked to a dentist recently who told me that they have seen a huge spike in periodontal disease, which he attributes to the mask. And I am 100% behind uh, this idea that we need to fire Dr. Fauci. And I think as, as we find out more and more of this, and you guys do not let the left silence you. Speak out, speak the truth. Because the fact that they have for now over a year now and a half made us wear these ridiculous face diapers, these things that are making us sicker and not better. They told us that a virus with a 99.89% survival rate could be stemmed by a mask that's actually going to make us sicker. It's ridiculous. And I'm, I'm going to continue to encourage you guys to do exactly what Stephanie's doing. Come before the Lord in prayer and then ask him to help you. Ask him to, to give you favor. Invite the Holy Spirit. You guys, what would happen if we invited the Holy Ghost into our lives? I think crazy things would start happening. And I think we'd start to see amazing things. Holy Spirit, come do what you need to do. We open ourselves up to your voice, to your blessing, to your instruction, to your correction. We need all of it. And the fact of the matter is we are engaged right now in a very intense spiritual struggle. I was on an airplane coming back from my visit with the president the other day, and I, I was sitting in business class, and there was only two seats in this particular row. And I sit next, to, you know, down next to a woman, and she says to me, you know, oh man, I just hate wearing this mask. I never, I've never, I never wear it unless I have to get on a plane. I said, oh man, me too. And she said, right, because I'm vaccinated. And then she looked at me and she said, and you're vaccinated, right? And I said, no, ma'am. And she literally pushed herself as hard as she could up against the window of the airplane. And she said, well, that is just stupid. I was taken back by it, you know, for a moment that someone who doesn't even know me and has only just met me can sit in a closed environment like an airplane and tell me I'm stupid. And I thought again, and I'm just, you know, praying quietly to myself as I'm talking to this woman, this is the spirit of the age. And for as much as we see demonic activity in the world right now, there are the heavy hitters in the demonic world, and then there are just the little henchmen. And this woman was working with a little henchman, right? This, this demonic spirit that would, that would cause strife and division and would accuse a person that they didn't even know of being stupid over a vaccine. It's crazy. And so I said to her, no, I, I haven't gotten the vaccine because uh, I'm fairly certain I had the Rona, which gives me, wait for it. And I've been around a lot of people with COVID since, since January of 2020. And I was pretty sick for about two weeks after, I think I told you guys, after I came back from the cruise and a friend of mine had also gotten what we did not know then probably was COVID-19. And in fact, when I saw this friend last month in Florida, he came up to me and hugged me. He's like, Heidi, I'm sorry, man. I gave you the Rona. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> but guess what? Like 99.98% of people who get it, we survived. And when you get it, Likelihood of you getting the antibodies is pretty high. If you get the antibodies, that, that gives you what's called lasting durable immunity. So I tell that to the lady on the plane. I said, I already had the Rona. I have lasting durable immunity. And she said, but it doesn't protect you against the variants. 
And I said, well, you don't know that your vaccine protects you against the variants. And frankly, the vaccine now is proving to be very, very dangerous and even deadly to many people. I said, I also had the chicken pox. And so guess what? I never got the chicken pox vaccine. Why? Because I have immunity. God created our immune systems in an amazing way. And the fact that we've got, you know, the quote unquote medical community telling us that we can't trust our own immune system is ridiculous to me. And we're, we're engaged in a, in a spiritual struggle. And one of the messages that I brought to Iowa this last weekend was to remind the people there that it's real, the, the spiritual battle, the demonic world is as real as the world of angels. It's as real as God says that it is in his word. In 1 Peter 5, 8, 1, uh, 1 Peter 5, 8, Peter warns us, the apostle Peter said, hey, be on the alert. You have an adversary, the devil, and he prowls around like a roaring lion. Notice it says like a roaring lion. He's not a roaring lion. The devil is a counterfeit. He has no creative power. He can only imitate. He can only destroy. He cannot create. And here's the Apostle Peter speaking to us saying, you guys, be on the alert. You have an adversary. Wake up. He prowls around like a roaring lion. He disguises himself right in the garden as an angel of light and as a serpent who lied to Eve about who she was and who God was and who her place was in God's world and in God's economy. And he's doing the same thing now, like a lion. And the Bible says that he's seeking someone to devour. And do you know who that someone is? It's you and me. Uh, Peter said he prowls around the earth. He roams the earth. Now, let's go for just a moment to the book of Job. If you turn back in scripture, this incredible book of Job, by the way, if you've never read it, this might be a really good time to do it because a lot of us right now are facing what feels to be unsolvable problems. Unsolvable problems in the government, many of you unsolvable problems in your marriages, you feel unsolvable with your children, sometimes with our education, the education of our children. And as you read the book of Job, you see a living example of unsolvable problems illustrated beautifully in the life of Job. It's basically a book full of life's questions about suffering. And it also gives us a very rare and unique look behind the scenes, behind the veil of heaven. And it appears that we are in a staff meeting where God is talking to his angels. And Satan just happens to come into this meeting and the Lord says to him, where did you come from? Now, you got to understand, this gives you, I think, a little bit of a window into God himself, because I think that God has a little bit of a, of a sarcastic side almost. He asks the devil a rhetorical question. The Lord knew where he had been and he looks at Satan and the Lord says, well, where did you come from? Then Satan answers. This is Job chapter one, verse seven. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, quote, from roaming about the earth and walking around on it. He said, I'm roaming the earth, watching everything that's going on. This is exactly what Peter was warning us about in 1 Peter 5, 8. Look out, you have an adversary, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion watching everything that goes on. And now you've got Job admitting this to the Lord himself. And then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? Because there's nobody like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, fearing God and turning away from evil. Now, what would you say had you been sort of watching this and taking notes? In fact, I would ask you, what would God say about you 
If he were to address Satan right now and tell him about your life, have you considered Heidi St. John? Would he say to to Satan about me, what he said about Job? He said, my servant Job. Would he say, have you considered my servant, Heidi St. John? Have you considered my servant? Insert your name right now. Go ahead and just say it out loud. Have you considered my servant, John Smith? Have you considered my servant? For there's no one like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, fearing God and turning away from evil. Imagine, he says, have you considered your servant, uh, my servant, Heidi St. John? And then he calls my name. You guys, if the Lord described you, what would he say? I think with some of you, it might be, and I hope it would be with me, exactly what he said, or close to what he said about Job. Blameless and upright. I often think about the life of Corey Tenboom, and God allowed unimaginable suffering into her life. Her family killed at the hands of the Nazis because they did what was right. Casper Tenboom hid the Jews in his home from the brutal and merciless killing that was going on all around them of the Jews. The Tenbooms knew that this was wrong, and so they came before the Lord. They asked God what to do. God told them, this is what you should do. They obeyed, and what did they get for their trouble? What did they get for their obedience? They were killed at the hands of these oppressors that they were trying to stop. And yet, in Corey Tenboom's autobiography, she writes that as her sister was dying of a disease that she caught in the concentration camps at the hands of the Nazis, she could see that Corey was beginning to become angry. And she looked at Corey, and I'm sure knowing that her life was coming to an end, reminded Corey of why she was still there. And she said, Corey, there's no pit that's so deep that God's love isn't deeper still. You guys, God can be trusted. We may be coming into a dark chapter in the life of this nation. I heard a pastor say the other day that the war hasn't fully begun, but the uniforms are being passed out right now. Boy, that's true. Boy, if that's not an illustration of what's happening right now, that the the uniforms are being passed out. That's absolutely happening. Many of you listening to this today have endured loss. Job endured loss like very few people have ever known, with the exception of people like Corey Ten Boom. The Nazis destroyed her family. They destroyed her home. They destroyed her health. They ruined her finances. This is exactly what happened to Job. His home was destroyed. His family perished. His health was ruined. His finances were wiped out. His friends deserted him and questioned his godly reputation. Has that happened to you in the last year and a half? Because it sure has happened to me. And in the process of working through his questions and struggles. Job's solution, Job's answer, his resolution was that he decided to trust God no matter what. He worshiped the Lord. He humbled himself. He sat in silence. His wife was telling him, curse God and die. Do you guys remember this? And he finally responds to his wife. He said, I accept what God has sent. I have accepted good and now I accept adversity. This was the secret to how Job lived through what God allowed into his life. It's Job chapter 19 in which Job looks ahead of what all all is happening and was reminded of God's promise. And in Job chapter 19, he said, I know that my Redeemer lives. 
I know that my Redeemer lives, and at the last, he will take his stand on the earth. You see, Joe's reminding us of God's promise that at the end, you guys, all is going to be made right. And when we know this, we can be spurred on to righteousness in the middle of a Babylonian captivity, in the middle of what is wrong that we see happening around us. Job looked within and he was shaped by God's instruction. In Job chapter 42, verse six, he said that he looked at his life and they repented in dust and ashes. You see, Job saw that God had instructed him in his suffering and illness as in no other way. And he was basically saying, Lord, for the first time, I can honestly say, I give myself to you as never before. This is what God is asking our nation to do right now. And it takes courage. You guys have heard me say this a whole bunch. The the pandemic in the nation right now, starting with the church, is not a virus at the 99.9% survival rate. We are in a crisis of courage. It's a courageous thing for us to give ourselves into the hands of a sovereign God when we're facing impossible situations. But that's what the Lord is asking us to do. We need to remember You guys, the Lord knows us. He knows our breaking point. Chuck Swindoll wrote in in a beautiful article of which I've been quoting some out of today. I'll link back to it in the show notes today. Pastor Chuck Swindoll wrote, your Savior knows your breaking point. The bruising and crushing and melting you are enduring is designed to reshape you, not ruin you. Your strength and courage increase the longer he lingers over you. So remembering Job's secret can make all the difference. And this was the secret. He remembered who he was inside of and outside of the working of God around him. He humbled himself and he accepted what God was doing. He accepted the good, and now he accepted diversity. I'm going to come back tomorrow. We're going to, I'm going to read some of the headlines to you, and none of them are really very good right now. I'll just be perfectly honest with you. Uh, inflation, by the way, is here to stay. Remember we talked about this last year, and I said, stock up, you guys. Find the things that you need because the uh, the shipping industry is on fire right now. Things coming into this nation. We're basically an importer of goods from around the world, right? We export agriculture mostly. And if you do some homework, if you read the news, if you dig in a little bit, you guys start to look at what these nations now seeing the weakness of our country and they are increasing the prices to ship the goods that we need to us by a thousand. It's crazy by a thousand percent. Inflation is here to stay. We're going to talk about that a little bit tomorrow and talk about what we can do. But what I want to encourage you about is in all of it, you guys, you can trust the Lord when you're troubled. You can trust God. He is trustworthy. Read the book of Job if you haven't already. And no matter what we go through, you guys, no matter what's ahead of us, God calls us to do the same thing in good as we do in times of sorrow. And that is to do righteousness, to speak the truth in love. Why? Because we know we're just passing through. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though he were making his appeal through us. He can be trusted. That's the message. He loves you. That's the message of the church. You are loved with an everlasting love. And Job's life was a wonderful model of courageous living. He trusted God in the good times. And though the scene had been set to determine if if Job would trust God in what seemed to be a humanly impossible situation, the death of his children, the loss of his reputation, the loss of his riches, God worked in Job's life. 
And I think sometimes we just need to say, Lord, we surrender. We trust you. We're going to trust you like we've never trusted you before. We're going to pray like we've never prayed before. We're going to focus on your word like we've never done it before. And I, I cannot wait. I'll, I'll maybe tell you tomorrow. Well, no, tune into America's Town Hall today because I'm going to talk more about my visit with President Trump and what it was like up, up on Capitol Hill. Because I met the most amazing men and women who are standing for righteousness, standing for the gospel, and they are standing in the gap for you in an incredibly dark place. And that's what we need. People that are willing to stand in the gap, that are willing to head to the front lines of the battle and are willing to say, Lord, send me. And God is still at work. He's at work and you guys can trust him. We appreciate you listening. I want to thank you so much for listening to the podcast and sharing it with your friends and your neighbors and for just coming alongside us in prayer and offering that prayer to the Lord and saying, Father, whatever you do, wherever you take us, whatever your will is, we trust that you are good. God can be trusted. And that is the message of the church today. We love you guys. Thank you so much for your financial support of the podcast. You can become a monthly supporter, and I hope that you will, by going to HeidiStJohn.com. Just click on support, and you guys can find out how to support us. Also, we've got a really exciting thing coming up at Mom Strong International. My friend, the beautiful uh, Jennifer Strickland, who is an incredible author and speaker, is going to be the guest teacher at Mom Strong International for the next three months, for July and August and September. We're going to be going through her, her study, Beautiful Lies. We're going to be talking about how to see ourselves the way God sees us. And as we always do in true MomStrong International uh, format, we're going to be teaching you how to teach this to your children. We're going to be writing this from the position of uh, talking to our young boys about the lies in the culture. This is going to be a powerful, powerful study. And you can sign up today to download this study as part of MomStrong International at HeidiStJohn.com. I will link back to it in the show notes today, momstronginternational.com. Sign up for the study for the next three months. Beautiful lies with my friend, Jennifer Strickland. Thanks for listening today, everybody. And I will see you back here tomorrow and also later on today at America's Town Hall. You guys, we love you. Keep praying. And I'll see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.